You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you. And the message coming right up is crafted by heaven, not just to challenge you, but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration, and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel, Pastor Goodheart Obi Ekweme. Come on, open your mouth. Let's celebrate His majesty all over this place. His train fills the temple. Open your mouth. Come on now. Release mysteries for just a minute or two. Thank Him for help. Thank Him for strength. Wow. Thank Him for joy. Joy unspeakable. Full of glory. Celebrate God. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in your midst. Will you thank the Lord for his manifest presence? In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Oh God, once again open your hands. Satisfy the desire of every living flesh. We have as always to give it the praise, the glory, the honor. Even in Jesus' wondrous name, we have worshiped. Let somebody clap those anointed hands. Celebrate your God. Reach out to three, four people and tell them, this is my moment. I'm about to seize it. It is my moment. And I am about to seize it. Just about anything and everything can happen in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Anybody glad to be alive today? Well, your shout doesn't sound like you're glad to be alive. Celebrate your God once again for 30 seconds for the gift of life, for the gift of his mercies, for the gift of his goodness. For his gift of his love and kindness. Lord, we give you praise and glory. You alone are worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. Still standing this beautiful morning, turn very quickly to Matthew chapter number 25. Matthew 25. We'll read quite a bit of the lengthy text. Matthew 25. And I really want you to read. Yeah. Matthew 25. Don't get tired of reading the Bible. All right. Matthew 25 verses number 14 to 30. You know, when you read the Bible with a sense of passion, gospel, the Bible preaches. I think in my mind, the greatest sermon that can be preached is just the word of God. Hallelujah. So let's read the word of life today. Matthew 25, 14, all the way to the 30th verse. One, two, three, go. For the kingdom of God is as a man traveling into a far country. I want to hear you. Who called his servants and delivered unto them his goods. 
And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained on two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of these servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knowest that I reap where I sow not, and gather where I have not straw. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchanges, and then at my coming I should have received mine with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance, but from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Somebody shout a big amen. For an assignment this morning, building capacity for more. Building capacity for more. Our Father and our God, how we bow our knees before you. We raise our hands and our hearts as our sign of complete surrender to your rulership, to your sovereignty, to your majesty, and to your dominion. I beseech you again to take a coal of fire from the altar of heaven and on the lips and the tongues of clay of this seven son of yours that this day I will come to your people with nothing but a thus saith the Lord. Move every man, every woman, every boy, every girl under the sound 
of the voice of this preacher, whether in this hall or through the internet or through the multimedia, to levels untold, as our custom is, we vow to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' wondrous name, we have prayed. Let somebody shout a big amen. amen. Whilst you're seated, touch your neighbor and tell him it's time for you to build capacity for more. Build capacity for more. We need to understand that as a Christian, primarily our life here on the earth and perhaps for all of eternity really is on a kind of a journey. Not just a journey, but a progressive journey. The Bible declares in Proverbs 4 verse 8 that the path of a just man shines brighter for 18, I beg your pardon, for 18, the path of a just man shines brighter and brighter and even down to the day of perfection. So you've heard me say oftentimes that walking with Jesus guarantees you to never see a better yesterday than tomorrow. Never. It is, as a matter of fact, a curse for a believer to see and to experience a better yesterday than tomorrow. As far as, God is as far as God is concerned and as far as God intends for the child of God, your tomorrow will be brighter than your today. Irrespective of how bleak, how dark, how turbulent, how tempestuous your past was, how difficult yesterday is, having stepped into a new day, a brand new day, you ought to beat your chest with the reassurance that your best days have just begun. Somebody shout a big amen. I know some of you, uh, the pangs of your past and the emotions of your past have so gripped your soul, gripped your mind, gripped your emotions, such that you're wondering, can I ever see a better tomorrow? Yes, you can. <laughs> Marriage can be sweeter. Your finances that has been acting funny, it can be sweeter. Your personal ministry can be more anointed than it was yesterday. Why? The path of a just man. He is guaranteed to shine brighter and brighter even unto the day of perfection. If that's you, shout a big amen. So we are on a journey. On a journey as individual believers, but we are also on a journey as a corporate entity called Rogic Revival House of Glory International Church. Whether you believe it or not, increase is the will of God and the portion of God for you. The Bible declares, I believe in Psalm 115, verse 14, thereabouts, says, I, I will increase you and your children more and more. I will increase you and your children more and more. It is God's intention to not only increase you, but to increase your seeds. And your children are not just your biological children, but things that emanate from you are your children. That means anything coming out of you, whether your dreams, your visions, whatever it is, God said, it is my intention to increase you and your children more and more. Somebody shout a big amen. This is the portion of the believer. Stagnation and retardation must be greatly resisted by believers, whether individually or corporately. How do you know when you're stagnating? 
when you find yourself going around the same mountain seeing the same picture seeing the same image how you can tell that you are going around the circle on a journey is if you see the same house over and over again within a few hours see the same tree the same signpost it's indicating that you're moving but not advancing hello somebody and whether you believe or not, believers, some believers, not people like us under this prophetic covering, are, are simply undergoing what I call a treadmill effect, running, even sweating sometimes on the treadmill. And, and, and the, the, the dial tells you you're running three kilometers, four kilometers. But really, when you look around your environment, you're, you're still in the same gymnasium, you're still in the same house, still in the same bedroom where the treadmill is. So you are moving but not advancing. I, I don't know about you. From this day, by the power of the Holy Ghost, you won't only move, but you are going to experience divine advancement. Where you crawl, you are going to walk. Where you walk, you are going to run. Where you ran, you are going to fly. Oh, the Lord said to us at the beginning of this year that they that wait upon the Lord, they have a guarantee to renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as an eagle, Oh, they will run, not be weary. They will walk and faint not. So from the place of waiting, Kavar, the place of being bound together with God, you are going to come out running. Somebody shout, it's my time to run. When the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, he couldn't crawl, he couldn't walk, he couldn't start. No, he ran. The Bible says he ran so furiously, so violently, that he caught up with the chariot of Ahab and overtook the chariot. Saints, there is such a thing that is called the overcomer's anointing. May the overcomer's anointing rest upon every individual, upon every man, upon every woman, upon every husband, upon every wife upon every boy every girl every child upon every business every hope may the overtakers anointing rest upon this church family in the name of Jesus Christ what that means perhaps there were churches that perhaps were birth weeks month years ago that seemed to have gone quite well quite quickly and we just showed up on the scene seemingly just a few months ago. Uh, hey, hey, when the overtaker's anointing comes upon somebody, Ekotoka is going to make a difference. May the hand of Yahweh coming upon your life and you today make the difference in your life. Somebody shout a big amen. Hallelujah. Stagnation must be greatly resisted by believers. It is simply not okay to walk with the Lord on a consistent basis and be faced with the same challenges, the same tests, the same difficulties, the same trials on a protracted basis. It's not okay. To supposedly have a genuine walk with God, a vibrant walk with God, and yet still, not experience growth, not work in development, not work in progress. It's simply not okay. All such prolonged challenges and difficulties, trials if you call them, challenges if you call them, must be resisted, but beyond resisting it, it must be confronted. What you don't confront, you can't conquer. 
I get very pained to see believers, especially those who are in such an environment as this with amazing open heavens, with alarming testimonies, lumps drying up, people taking it after years of delay. I mean, I mean, lives being changed, revival occurring in lives, people's prayer altar catching fire. I mean, it's, it's painful for anybody, most of all, an under shepherd, to see the lives of anybody at all not seem to receive a notch to move you forward. It's painful. If that doesn't hurt you, it hurts me. I mean, I sat in discourse with a particular young fellow some days ago and he recounted the many things he's dealing with. Many things. Tale of woe. And I said, you know, beloved brother, it's, it's, you sound as though the problem is bigger than your God. You sound as though that all of a sudden our God who is not the mighty because there may be many mighty men but there is only one almighty God. You, you sound as though the almighty God is not able to handle this your situation. You, you've got to learn to introduce your Pharaoh to your God. You've got to learn to take your trouble and introduce your trouble to the awesomeness of God. God asked the, the prophet Jeremiah he said, is there anything too hard for me? Jeremiah 32, 27. Verse 17 was the answer to a, a question asked later, asked later on. It says, there is nothing too hard for God to do. That means it's not just that there is nothing impossible with God. Mark 10, 27 says that. With men, it shall be impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Mark 10, 27. But Jeremiah 32, 17 now says that there is nothing too hard for God to do. That means it's not only possible with God, but it's not going to be difficult with God. If only you bring that matter to the feet of Jesus and you confront it, you will conquer it. I, I want you for just a moment to carry out a spiritual exercise. Think for a few seconds about the most of challenging situations you are currently going through right now. Maritally, financially, economically, educationally, career-wise, ministerially, whatever it is. Just, just be real and be sincere. Your health, maybe. Just think. Think for a few seconds. Delay in the marriage, delay in your finance, delay in your promotion, delay in breakthrough. Just think. Squatting with a squatter. Just think about it. Now, now, I'll ask you one question. Is that situation that you thought about too hard for God to handle? Your nose sounds weak. With God, all things, including your thing, is what? Possible. Hmm. What you don't confront, you can't conquer. You got that. Never you allow your present situation to become acceptable as a permanent condition. Don't. You may be going through moments of delay 
That's not who you are. You may be in a garage. It doesn't make you a car. You may not have enough money in your pocket. It don't mean you're called broke. The doctor may have diagnosed you to be sick in one area or the other. It don't make you sick in the eyes of God. You can be married for six, seven, three, four, five years, still waiting for the fruit of the womb. It doesn't make you barren. Don't allow your present situation or circumstance to become your condition. It's not your lot. You are bigger than the sum total of your experience. Oh, you didn't get that one now. You are better than the sum total of your experience. You can't live your life based on happenings. You can't base your life based on events and episodes. No, you've got to know who you are. That you can be in the pit, but you know greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Joseph, a dreamer, was thrust into the pit. The pit didn't change his dream. Joseph, the dreamer, was thrust as a slave boy. Slavery didn't change his dream. Joseph, the dreamer, was thrust into a prison yard. The prison didn't change his dream. He held on to his dream until his dream became a reality. There are words of prophecy that God has given you, not just in the year 2018 only, but even before this year. Oh my God. There are words of prophecy that God gave you, but the devil is trying to use pressure. Negative experience. Negative circumstances to do what? So that he can hopefully force you to drop the word. But what you have to do is to hold tight to the word of prophecy, declaring and decreeing, I won't let go until you become a reality in my life. You will say, as Romans 3, 4 says, let God be true and every man be a liar. Whose report will you believe, Rotic? Will you believe the report of the Nigerian economy? Will you believe the report of any economy at that? Will you walk by the law of demand and supply? No, we choose to believe the report of Almighty God. Let God be true and every man in life. Hold fast to the words of prophecy spoken over your life. Men may fail, times may fail, but God will never fail. Hallelujah. God will never fail. You know what? Every battle in life is overcomable. I want these words to really sink in your heart because I, I sense that quite a few people are going through stuff. You know what you go through sometimes doesn't show in your face because we've, we've mastered the art of gritting our teeth and smiling, wearing the nice suit, the nice hat, the nice, you know. But that's okay. The truth be told, if you're going through stuff, you need to know what to do to overcome what you're going through. It's not enough to cover it and placate it. No, you've got to deal with it. You can't be like the ostrich who put his head in the sand and say, well, I don't think everything is just okay. No, that's not confession. That's make-believe. That's wishful thinking. There are things that require confrontation. Say, no, enough is enough. I've been around this mountain for too long. Look, this February, 
match is around the corner. No, no, no. Devil, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk based on when you get out of this place. One of my mentors said one time, <laughs> he he faced a challenge. I don't remember what it was, what medical challenge it was. I think it was um, what do you call that thing that makes your eyes go red? Is that Apollo? Is that Apollo? <laughs> so, then he came in his office. He began to scratch his eyes. And the devil said, Ah, oh man of God, finally Apollo has landed. <laughs> so, he released a word into the atmosphere and said, whatever a word of faith. And... That was the end of Apollo for him. But he said he went back to his office, whether the next day, I'm just summarizing the testament, just to get the essence of it. And by the time he showed up in his office, whenever it was, the next day, he saw his staff wearing glasses. And he said the Apollo that left him found who to jump upon. You can't live your life based on your feelings based on your experience one of the enemy's strong ploys to work with believers is to work through their feelings 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 the bible declares second Corinthians 5 and 7 we walk by faith and not by sight what am i saying you need to use faith f a i th listen to appropriate wow to apprehend the words of prophecy spoken over your life you can't live your life on f-a-t-e f-a-t-e is fate that means you're saying whatever happens will happen if the breakthrough happens, wonderful. If the lifting comes, wonderful. If the child comes, wonderful. If the promotion comes, anyhow. You've got to come to a point where you find the promises. And you take the promises based on faith that is filled your heart back to God. Number two. Number three, you take the promises and the prophecy as a weapon of warfare against the enemy. You talk to God. I'm in agreement with your word. But having done with the talking to God, now you address your enemy. You address the situation and say, get up, enough is enough. Every battle in life is what? Overcomable. With the Lord on your side, by the way, not by power, not by mind. I said earlier to you, I quoted Mark 10, 27, I quote again. And Jesus looking upon them, saith, with men, it is impossible, wow, but not with God. For with God, how many things? All things are what? Possible. So the key is this, we have to learn. Now, this word I believe is a word God is bringing to us as we have stepped into a new season and a new year. We have to learn to magnify the size of our God over and above any challenge we face in this situation or in this season. Remember, there's a thing or two about the eagle we have to understand. The eagle is never afraid of storms. 
And if God says this is a year or a season to experience the eagle's flight, we can't think we're, 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 we're vultures or we're any other kind of bird. No, we have to see that we are eagles and, and eagles thrive in what is called the eye of the storm. The storm that other birds run from is a storm that the eagle flies head on to. The eagle is known to fly straight to the sun with its brightness, with its glory. It rises towards the sun. Whilst other birds can't stand the sheen, the shine, the brightness of the sun, they can't go to such heights as eagles attain. What is it? God has endued you with everything necessary to confront and conquer anything you see in this new year. Uh, today happens to be my, my, my second son's birthday and I called him a few minutes before his midnight where he is. And I said, what are your plans for this new year? He said, what I mean? I said, I mean, what are your goals? What, what I think, what's your plan? So I said, you should have a plan spiritually, academically, you're athlete, athletic, every year of your life, you must have a plan. So every year is an opportunity for us to take stock, to see where we're coming from. Don't just jump into a new year, no. First and foremost, you pause, you think, you ponder, to thank God for how far the journey has been. Praise the Lord. And, and as logicians, we must, really, we must really be sincere and pausing to ponder to see how far Almighty God has brought us in just barely 12 months. To God alone be the praise and the glory. We've seen amazing, alarming, wonderful things. Too wonderful to describe to the human understanding. This can only be God. And we must ever be thankful, ever be grateful. And no man can share his glory with him. He's a doer of every good thing in this family. So we must pause, think, and thank. But not just that. We must also strive to look into the future and see how far possibly God can take us. And one thing you should know, like we've heard now, that no matter how far you've gone yesterday till today, God is saying, I have much more to take you in the coming season. Somebody shout a big amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible declares in James 1.17 that every good gift and every perfect gift comes from God in whom there is no shadow of turning nor variableness. You might have heard me say it over and over again. If it is good, it's got to be God. If it is good, it's got to be God. Saints, what we see is that there is always a God side to every equation of life. It's really where I'm going to hop on, more so in the later part of the service. There is a God side and there's a man's side. The text I quoted, James 1.17, says every good gift and every perfect gift comes from God, from the Father, in whom there is no shadow of turning nor variableness. In other words, with God, there is consistency. There is no swerving with God or in God. Ha. You can bank on God. 
Malachi 3.6. I am the Lord God. I change not. Constant. He is consistently constant. Where he said he would be, he'll be right there. If he declared to you, he will never leave you nor forsake you. And you seem not to trace God because you can't feel him. You seem not to trace God because of certain situations and circumstances in your life. Guess what? God has not moved. If anything moves, if anyone moves, it's got to be you, not God. God is constant. So we see, in every equation of life, God is the constant and man is the variable. So whilst God has his part to play, in bringing to pass his promises, his prophecies, his blessings in our lives, we have to also take responsibility to know and understand we also have a part to play. And a failure for the believer to play his part, her part, will, will cause that believer not to receive the fullness of what God has made available and affordable. Saints, there is no place for the spiritually lazy man in purpose and destiny. Please pay attention. There is no place for the spiritually lazy. Instructions are demands that when obeyed, they deliver you from pending destructions. The instructions God gives you don't obey will inevitably lead to certain kind of destructions. I want you to take stock. If there's certain things that are not happening as you think that should happen, look, 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 God is not responsible. If you can't feel him, you can't trace him, God is not responsible. He's still where he said he would be, never to leave you nor forsake you. The moment you draw near, you take responsibility to draw near in honor of him saying, I won't leave you. You find that he's still where he said he would be. <laughs> Satan is not a gentle man. There is a measure of force. To some extent, brute force. That is required to deal with Satan and his works thereof. Matthew eleven twelve says, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffered violence and the violent taken by force. There are certain things that God is saying in this new season, in this new year, you must demand to take. Take your health by force. Take your strength by force. Take the lost years by force. He said he will restore to you the lost years. The years that canker worm sought to eat. The caterpillar, the locust, the power worm. He said I will restore unto you the lost years. Somebody shout restoration. Restoration of a broken fellowship with your father. 
restoration of intimacy to the next dimension. Gotta take it by force. Remember, God is a constant. You and I, the variable in the equation of life. It's very important, beloved, to understand, having said that stagnation, retardation, backward movement when you ought to go forward really really is indicative of a curse or indicative of something that God is not involved with listen carefully the balance is this there are things <laughs> that are simply a part of human existence that are literally unavoidable there are things that go with being alive. Jesus puts it this way in John 16.33. These things I've spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In who? In who? In Christ. In God. In me you might have peace. In the world you have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have. Not I will. I have overcome the world. So in me there is peace. But in the world you have tribulation. And we're told. Though we are in the world. We are not of the world. So by being in the world. There are things you will go through. That are part of human existence. There are certain tests, certain trials, certain challenges. But for the believer, these tests and these challenges ought not to have the same kind of devastation as it has on unbelievers, unsaved, as it has on you. Why? Because these obstacles of life they're supposed to serve for you, listen carefully, as stepping stones to the miraculous. The things that men call negativity, when you mix it with the word of God, with his presence, with all that he has made available to you, is meant to become something positive. Hey, the Lord said he will cause everything to work together for your good. That includes the bad, the ugly. That includes the bitter, the sweet the sweat that means everything you can think about once you're walking with God on the pathway with God he is able to take everything both the things the enemy threw at you to bring something out of it to make a testimony out of your test to bring rest out of your troubles to bring a miracle out of your mountain somebody shout I believe I receive so the things you're going through right now because you are in the earth, you are a believer. But listen, if you're a child of God, God said, I'm going to turn them to work together for your own good. Somebody shout hallelujah. See, the real challenge is when these troubles prolong in the life of a believer beyond what the Bible calls a little while. First, first Peter 5, 
a little while. Verse 8. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, Kedogodeya, the devil. Who's your adversary? Your grandmother in the village? The uncle who's after your neck? The witch or the wizard? Because your adversary, the devil. He may use people as smoke screen, but there's somebody behind the veil, the devil. So far, not a witch to live, the devil. As a roaring lion walking about, Kodegezia, is a walker about. Seeking whom he may devour. The word may means may. It's not everyone that is within the ambit of may. Who he may devour. If you avail yourself to him, he will devour you. But not every believer is devourable. Who he may, that's a chance, it's a probability, may devour. Whom resisted fast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions, you see now, is everywhere. Your own is not different. Same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. You see, you have allowed the enemy to make your own uh, uncommon. Pastor, if you know what I'm going through, if you know my case, I'm just carrying the word on my head. Hey, if you know, if you know my marriage, my finance, hey, my business, hey. You sound like you're magnifying the wahala more than the size of God. Please, in the light of God, make small your challenge dignify your test dignify your trial you don't have money to eat don't let it show on your face you don't have fun in your car let your praise or lack of praise not show it praise God more, dance more give more, make the enemy mad because you're single don't look like you're under a the disease because those conditions actually are repelling what you you should attract it's attitude it says knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world verse 10 i close with this but the god of all grace who have called us unto his eternal glory by Jesus Christ. After. Somebody say after. After that you have suffered a while. So the point I'm making now is this. I'm bringing a balance to this teaching. So you don't say, well, pastor said, whenever I'm going through any test or trouble, you're under any curse. You're not under any curse. There are things that are part of the ways of men. But however, for the believer, you have what it takes to confront and conquer. Not just that, you also should know that for the believer, there is a time span. When the thing don't prolong, you go ask yourself, ah, go back God, where you did. Say, after a while. After a while, you've suffered, not prolonged a while, make you perfect. Number one, establish you, number two. Number three, strengthen you. I like number four. Settle you. 
that sounds like a nigerian language have you heard people in some offices say will you settle me you've done a job i say settle me my salary settle me my pay will you settle me may the lord the settler of all debts may he settle you in this new season in the name of jesus settle you with restoration settle you with joy settle you with shalom nothing missing broken lacking or wanting settle you with health settle you with his healing settle you with breakthroughs liftings and promotions may the lord the settler of all men settle you settle you in your family settle you with your children settle you on your career path move you from zero to hero from the bottom to the top may god settle us as a prophetic company an apostolic house father we give you the praise we give you the glory thank you for open heavens we decree and declare the remaining moments of this service charged with your power charged with your glory as we praise as we worship let your glory descend over this house we vow to give you the praise and the glory now rise on your feet clap your hands up shout to your god You have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Goodhart Obi Ekweme, lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rajik, and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, HORM, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the torch of revival across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Pastor Goodhart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That's info at rhogic.org. Also, download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of free quality resources including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry, you can follow Pastor Goodhart on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at Pastor Goodhart. Keep hearing the Word of God. It will produce intimacy with His Spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth. Sunday and Midweek Service Day There are days many people traditionally get up in their best outfits and gather together to scratch a religious itch. But not anymore. At Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, Sunday and Wednesday are not just church because God is very deliberate about his agenda in this age and church as usual will not cut it in the times we're in. Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, is an apostolic gathering of God's people experiencing old-time revival for new era realities. God is bringing back his power and is calling you to carry it to the world. Sunday celebration service at 8 a.m. on Sundays and the Word and Worship Wednesday service every Wednesday at 5.45 p.m. at Rogic. All hold at the Golden Bird Event Center, Plot 859 A. Ame Ebute Street, 
Wiye District, Abuja, and your host is Goodheart Obi Ekweme. On Sunday at 8 a.m. and Wednesday at 5.45 p.m. Don't just come to church, be the church. After all, there's already enough religion in the world. Revival House of Glory International Church is an expression of the Horn of Revival Ministry.